Thank you for joining us. I'm Paul Wilson. And I'm Chris Emke. And this is Diesel Performance Podcast. Guys, we got a great show put together for you today. Uh, before we dive into it, we want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors. First up, Duramax Tuner, Calibrated Power. Hey, you guys know that's where Chris and I work. We love it here. Uh, also, we have huge sales going on throughout November and coming into Black Friday. Uh, stay tuned and follow the Facebook page uh, and other social media accounts for details on that. Yeah. Exergy Performance, your one-stop shop for anything common rail fuel injection-wise. From CP3's injectors, lines, hey, winter's coming around the corner, your fuel additive, winter and summer blends. Paul, uh, I believe that they uh, have some pretty cool things coming out for uh, some of the older platforms, the LML specifically. So, yeah. um, you know, I'd be following them and following our next sponsor, WC Fab, uh, on some updates on that stuff. That's right. Man, I love WC Fab. We were just out at their open house yeah. here a couple weeks ago. Had a blast. It's a amazing, absolutely overwhelming uh, facility. Really cool work that they're doing over there. So we love working with those guys. And of course, last but not least, we have XDP, your one-stop shop for diesel performance. If you are looking for an upgrade on your truck, if you are looking for a replacement part on your truck, if you're looking for anything for your truck and you're listening to this show, you probably can find it at at XDP. So yep. check them out. Uh, for now, let's kick it over to us uh, talking with somebody really cool, RJ Snyder, and a little bit about uh, dirt drag races coming here in the near future. And 12 Elf Cummins, Paul. Yeah. Oh, Get yeah. it. Guys, today we have a real treat on the show. Uh, we have a, a listener, longtime listener, yeah. and fan of the show who's actually out there making uh, making a splash in his community in diesel performance, R.J. Snyder. R.J., how the hell are you? Good. How are you guys? Doing pretty good, besides sitting next to Paul. But oh, come on now. That's a privilege. You know that. <laughs> you know you're excited for it. I think the real privilege is having RJ admit that he listens to us yeah. weekly. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. We know. still have weekly listeners. How crazy is That's that? That's insane. <laughs> Guys, uh, we really do appreciate you listening to the show. We also appreciate you jumping on our Facebook page and our Fans of Diesel Performance Podcast Facebook group. But for right now, uh, RJ, I really just want to get started by asking you, How'd you get your start in diesel performance? Well, uh, we've always had diesel tractors on the farm and around the around the house. So I helped my dad work on them when I was young. And uh, my first vehicle was uh, my grandpa's 91 Dodge the, with the Cummins in it. Hell yeah. And uh, always liked that body style. So picked up another one and just kept playing with them and turned them up what I could. And now I'm building a P-pump engine to put in one. Isn't it like so much fun when you get my my first my first Cummins was a was a ninety, and uh, going on good old YouTube right and figuring out how to turn up the fuel screw and the smoke uh, the smoke diaphragm and everything like that it was like it was the coolest thing back then I love like <laughs> nothing has ever matched that thrill in all honesty when it comes to diesel performance for me taking the ratchet strap across the top of the engine oh, set your timing. timing oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. Yep. I remember, you know, finding a nice, I uh, wanted the truck to sound like a semi, you know, four-inch straight pipe on her, and then, uh, I'll, man, there was a time, I wanted to do a turbo upgrade, and back back in, like, the, the early, uh, late 2000s, like, there wasn't a lot of drop-in chargers, I ended up finding a guy four hours south of us selling a Caterpillar turbo, uh, turbo off a Caterpillar, it ended up being a, you know, smaller S300 Borg, right? Yeah. Drove four hours away, put that, brought that thing back home, <laughs> figured out every cookie cutter way to get it to work. Yeah, I was pumped. Had no idea what the hell I was doing. Just paper towels for gaskets. You're just fuck it. Let's yeah, run this there thing. Was, there might have been two separate rubber hoses for the oil drain. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. 
So how long have you been playing around with the old 12-valve stuff? And then I assume that the P-Pump motor is for one of those first gens? Yeah, I have. Uh, I've been playing with the 12 valves for a while. Like I said, it was my first vehicle. And then uh, a guy I work for also has a, uh, a pulling truck. And uh, we pull it around Ohio a little bit here and there in the uh, run with your brung class and uh, have a good time with it, do pretty decent with it. So uh, one day uh, I was telling him I wanted to get more power out of my VE. And I was like, you know, might as well just P pump swap it. So I uh, picked up a spare engine and. Uh, put on the stand and him and i've just been playing with it here and there and getting pretty close to getting it in and having fun with it how many how many hours have been spent after somebody said might as well like might as well just swap it like (laughs) (laughs) no big deal uh how long have you guys been working on the swap um i think i picked the engine up like a year ago probably and uh just piecing and parting and trying to decide what I wanted to do with it took the longest and I was just going to rebuild the engine, put it in. I was like, well, that's nice. And I might as well see what I can get out of it. No, that's <laughs> super cool. I did, uh, one of my, one of my later second gens, it was a 24 valve and I was like, oh, I'm going to P pump that and take the VP pump out. And I ended yeah. up just putting the 12 valve with the P pump. It was easier that it way. Was... <laughs> you know? oh, yeah. It's crazy how versatile, you know, you're, you're talking about those engines, 89, uh, the 12 valve was introduced all the way through, you know, the, the P pump motors being 98 and you could literally just take one of the, the P pump motors, stick it in the old first gen, you know, no big deal. It's not, uh, yeah. not, not a whole lot of, uh, hoops to jump through, you know, right. with how simple they are. Now you said you're sled pulling with it out in Ohio, man. Ohio sled pulling's like a religion out there. It gets pretty serious. What, what kind of competition do you go up against? Oh, we have in the, the class that we pull in with, uh, my boss's truck, um, he's going to be mad at me if he hears this and I call my boss. He's more like my one of my good friends. Um, there's some pretty heavy competition. We got a lot of good guys out here. A lot of, it's stiff competition. Uh, Voorhees, that's a big name. Um, trying to think of some of the others. But, yeah, there's a lot of good guys out here running around. Is a lot of the competitors, would you say, are they uh, equal to in the mechanical world? Or are you kind of going up some of the newer technology with all the common rail stuff? And I've seen some, you know, like P-Pump V8 power stroke motors. Like, what what's that look like power plant-wise? Um, I know there is one um, inline pumped uh, power stroke that runs around. I can't think of the name of the company. Um, I've seen him around. And then, uh, yeah, a lot of the trucks nowadays are your VP44s or CP3, newer style injection trucks that we mostly pull against now. Every, uh, there's a few, a few inline pump Cummins trucks, but a lot of them are, a lot of them are going more electronic. Few tractors still out there running. Okay, like to hear <laughs> it. Like to hear it. Love an antique on the road. Um, as you build up and you start to get into sled pulling, one of the things we always find is classes do start to get. Uh, we'll just say kind of funky as we go from organization to organization. You know, what might be a class uh, with one group uh, might be not, nothing with, with the next one. You might not fit in anywhere. So I love to hear about a run what you brung. Yeah. We don't see a ton of brush pulls up by us here in northern Illinois, not there, as much as we used no, to. No, like Wisconsin, you, you jump over the border, you'll see a couple. They're, yeah. they're a little more popular. There's just I feel like there's just more pulls in Wisconsin than there are in Illinois. Yeah, know, it's starting to, as, starting to be that way. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, central yeah. and southern Illinois probably still, exact, have, yep, yep. still have some of that yeah. community going on but i know up here in northern illinois uh, out in the burbs it's it's pretty thin um when you think about getting started sled pulling there um what are some of the things that you think are really important as you're getting a truck together 
I guess um, just find a, a platform that you're comfortable with and that you're going to stick with and something that you can really build off of. Don't, I guess, uh, don't start with something that you can't, uh, that doesn't have the potential, I guess, if that sounds uh, if you can follow that, I guess. I hear you. Yeah, don't start with a fucking power stroke. Quit playing. Get yourself into a real truck. Uh, no, of course not. I'm just joking, guys. I'm just joking. No need to send the emails. I'm just kidding. Um, Chris, what do you think of when you think of sled pulling with a 12-valve? That, that That's the roots, man. That's it, like, right? That's, if you wanted to you know, feel the early years of diesel performance and, and you wanted to just get into the nitty-gritty where – all these business owners and all these companies that you see that are doing all this R&D and all this new crazy stuff, they started with a foundation of mechanical injection. So, yeah. you know, it's nice to to go into some of the more simplistic platforms being an old mechanical truck because that gives you a lot more understanding when you get into the common rail stuff or the newer technology, you know? Sure. I also feel like you probably get to spend more time prepping yourself for like chassis adjustments yeah. uh, than, than maybe somebody with a common rail. Generally feels like guys with common rails, they're going to chase down tuning. They're going to chase down turbo swaps. Oh. They're going to chase down all these other things. Uh, 12 elf guy. I mean, if, if you've got a recipe together, like you said, it's already been tried. Yeah. I pretty much don't care with what recipe you, you came up with yeah. in your garage. Somebody else has done it with mm -hmm. a 12-valve. And I feel like, too, you know, as an enthusiast that's new to the space, you know, it's a lot more inviting to modify a mechanical truck instead of some of the newer stuff. Like, the newer stuff, like we know, can get pretty costly just to trial and error or something. Pretty quick. You know. Now, RJ, tell us a little bit about this. Uh, what's this Backwoods all about? What do you got going on with the the Backwoods uh, the Backwoods event? So uh, a year ago, my buddies and I were sitting around a fire, and we're like, you know, we had just gotten done with our local county fair, and they had uh, it was the first time they had a dirt drag contest there, and that's not something you see a whole lot around us. You're like, man, it'd be fun to go to more some more of these. And well, then we started realizing, well, if we want to go to these, we got to travel a little bit, yep. and uh, Ohio, so, Ohio seems like it's fairly popular from a statewide perspective of having dirt drags. Like a lot of, yeah. they're starting to pop up a little bit more here in Illinois. But when I see or hear a lot about dirt drags, they're they're very much a staple in Ohio. I feel and growing. Yeah. Oh yeah, towards when you start going out uh, west a little bit more, yeah, you see them. But we're in the southeast area okay. and didn't really have a whole lot. We always have, you know, you have your typical sled poles sometimes twice a week at the county fairs and oh, yeah. um but yeah not a whole lot of dirt drags around us so we decide you know let's get together and uh, let's put on this little event and uh we decide like oh you know the, the best place to have this would be a cornfield so we uh called ourselves the cornfield callouts i like that <laughs> that's slick yeah that's more creative than paul and he's in our marketing department Quit plan that's totally true <laughs> that's slick. i like that <laughs> totally true i like it Okay, so so dirt drags, man. I love dirt drags. I love and dirt drags does. I feel have so much more fanfare than sled pulling gets to be. I yeah. mean, sled pulling, you you get the guys who are hardcore. You get the farmers who understand tractors and torque and everything yep. like that. Um, but but bean field races or cornfield races like this dirt yep. drag thing. This is like it feels exciting to yep. be there. And, and now, how how long's your track? How long are you guys racing for? Three hundred feet. Um, this year we only, so we, uh, we got a new place we're at this year. Um, we switched locations cause we decided to, um, 
with the corn and stuff, we were kind of at the mercy of the farmer. So we picked a spot that wasn't in a cornfield, but surrounded by cornfields. So this year, the track is 200 feet, and uh, we're hoping to expand it next year. We were getting a little close on time. So, uh, yeah, this year's 200 feet. Okay. I like it. A 200-foot track. I mean, this is really it, – it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a driver track. It's a whole shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's you're really you're you're racing off the light and then, and then just praying that you don't break. I would imagine. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. How did it go? How how was your first year? Last year in a cornfield, you threw it together. How much prep time did you give yourselves? Like you you started getting ready ten months before the event. Oh no! This this was like oh you know we should have this in the fall and at this time you know we were talking about it in July. So then we were having it in October. Okay. Now so we were this... like, no, come on. I'm sorry. We were expecting like, oh yeah, we'll have we'll have a couple dozen people that are competitors, and maybe maybe 150 people will show up to watch. And I mean, it was really just for a select group of people. We weren't expecting a whole lot of people to come out. And uh, we're like, ah, we'll post something on Facebook, see who shows up. And I think we end up having over 100 competitors and over 700 spectators show up to this wow. cornfield in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, that's that's some Ohio shit ask. right that there. That is. Like, you're that's in a perfect Ohio spot shit. for that. <laughs> that is badass. What's dude? going on tonight? Literally right. nothing. You want to go sit in a cornfield and watch some dudes race their trucks? Yes. <laughs> so what? what's the expectation for turnout this year? Well, we uh, we were like, ah, oh, you know, we want to have – we want more people to come than uh, – the guy that's in charge of running the Facebook, one of my buddies, he's like, you know, we've had over 20,000 um, oh, activities or whatever on the post itself, whether that's likes, views, or shares and all that. So it was like, oh, my, that's a that's a lot of people. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? what Now, how, how big is the space you have? You said it's in between cornfields. You, you had how many, a 1,000 people show up last year? Yeah, give or take. Give or take, if five thousand show up to your new location, is that is that good or are you fucked? Uh, we don't know. We <laughs> we should be good. It's it's a pretty big space. It's it's several. It's it's a big space, and uh, we got a lot of room for parking this year. And we've got a little. We started playing a little more ahead of time this year, and decide we're gonna we're gonna up it a little bit. We got people coming in to make food and stuff this year, and t-shirts and all that good stuff to sell what what goes into prepping the ground for a dirt drag like i would imagine if it's if it's a non-farmed land right, preparation is going to be a little different so what did you guys do last year what are you guys doing this year for prep for the for the land itself uh last year we had it really easy the field we started with was in a bottom and it was very flat and uh, it was just really convenient the how flat it was so we just brought a dozer in and cleaned the top off a little bit and made it fairly level and rolled it a little bit. But, uh, this year, um, we tried it a little different. We put the track at the bottom of a hill. So the spectators and stuff could sit at the, on the side of the hill and watch from the hill. And so this year we had to, we brought a dozer in and we had to clean the side of the hill off a little bit and make us a decent track. But so, yeah, it took a little bit more work this year than last year. So which one of your trucks do you race in this event? Um, the truck I actually wanted to race, um, 
is down right now, so I don't think I'll have a. This is the truck I wanted to put the engine in. Okay. The P-Pump engine. Right now, it has the old VE engine with the Getrag, and the Getrag's not too happy with me right now. Sloppy shifts or too much power? Um, probably a little bit of both. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Literally, Nick earlier today was lighting me up on uh, my inability to to shift quickly in a manual. So. Oh, really? You know what? He can he can pound sand. <laughs> All right. All right. So you're not racing this year, but you're you're obviously involved on getting it ready and getting it rolling. Um, What's your what's a home run for you guys? I mean, how many? Let's start off first. How many classes are there? Because the dirt drags, we have one dirt drag by us that we go to kind of as a company yearly. And there is gas and diesel. That's it. That's it. What are you guys going to run there? Well, uh, this year, I'm just going to, I got a list here. I'm going to start at the top. So first, when we um, are having people sign up for the later classes, we're going to have a 50cc and 100cc kids classes. Oh, wow. So while, awesome. while, while the adults are going in and signing up, the kids can be racing, having fun, because we wanted to make this a, a family-oriented event. We didn't just want everybody showing up or just adults. We want everybody to be able to come here and have fun. So we'll have those two classes while everybody's signing up. Right after that, we have a two-stroke and four-stroke ATVs, and so your dirt bikes and four-wheelers. After that, we have non-turboed side-by-sides, turbo side-by-sides, and then heavily modified side-by-sides. Do I get, get, Do people get to just decide which class they want to, like, heavily modified? Do they get kicked out? Do we got, like, inspections going on? There's, there's inspection. They're not, like, super intrusive um inspections but yeah there are some inspections it's not we're not super picky but you know we want everybody to have a good time and if somebody's in there um that has a heavily modified side by side and the you know the turbo class you know that's not very fair for everybody else so we want to make sure that everybody's having fun the the playing field is fair for everybody cool all right very interesting so after all the side-by-side classes, um, we move into the uh, gas truck classes. We have uh, just your your typical daily driver, you know, that you get from point A to point B, street gas truck class. And then uh, we have one for like, because everybody wanted to bring their little Hondas and their little Ford Rangers out and race them. So we have a four and six cylinder class. And then we have a hot gas truck class, which is your... Um, more of your all oh, like rail buggies and stuff or stuff that's street legal but pretty tuned up okay and then uh last we run the diesel truck class classes we got manual trucks work stock trucks and then um street diesel and a modified diesel what's the difference between street diesel and modified diesel uh street diesel you're allowed to um so going from work stock truck to street diesel um you can change chargers so you can have up to uh two five two six charger and then your modified diesels are your guys running dual cp3s and uh nitrous and all that good stuff okay do you get guys out there running nitrous in a 200 foot dirt drag race uh yeah yeah we had uh, i think we had three come in last year <laughs> oh wow <laughs> and we didn't really have this 
we had a, a a street diesel, but we didn't have a modified diesel. So we were like, well, we we might want to make another class for them because did did the they take it? Guys. Did they win? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. That's wild. It's just rare that somebody has the equipment, a plan, and it all work together, right? So it's like, you know, especially <laughs> like, especially like when you're in a short race like that, like so much of it is based on the driver to where where you don't yeah. know what's going to happen. So it's interesting. Um, do you have people already signing up? When is the event? Sorry, I was getting another phone call. No problem. When's the event? Uh, the event is November fifth. Okay, so next week. Yep, next week. All right. Justin, what date is this going to go live? It's going to go live on uh, October 28th. October 28th will be the day people are listening to this, hopefully. And November 5th, where where at? Can we give them a location in case we have oh, yeah. any listeners out there? Um, the address is 13603 Sand Rock Road, Glenford, Ohio. And if they wanted to follow you on your uh, Facebook uh, page and, and kind of get more details, where can they uh, go to find that? Our uh, Facebook page is uh, The Cornfield Callouts. Uh, the main picture is uh, White Duramax. That was painful to say, wasn't the, it? The, oh, the Ohio State. That's what that's from. Okay. I got gotcha. you. I got it. All right. Guys, if if you're listening to this, I think this sounds like probably the coolest dirt drags I've ever heard of. Oh. Um, I can't. <laughs> That's wild. I am I am loving the idea of having these classes as kind of open as they are, where you're going to get a good broad range of guys in each class. I mean, even in in the heavily modified, yeah. I mean that leaves some some open to interpretation, which always makes for a lot of fun in a in a short drag race like this. 200 feet is. A very quick race, so I'd imagine you guys are, are going to be rolling through the competitors, uh, especially with having all of the, so the side-by stuff yeah. and the kids stuff all going on. What time are people kicking off? I mean, do you got to get there at like 6 in the morning with your with your kids to run the early classes? No, so the, uh, the gates open at 3.30, and we are going to start racing at 5.30 is the game plan. Because last year, we, uh, we started at like 6 or 7.30, and it just went all night. Went probably till two or three o'clock in the morning. Lights? So, so there's lights. A lot of lights on the track. Oh yeah, we have light plants set up that we uh, have gotten from a couple of rental companies around us. Okay. Very cool. I I love this idea. I mean, by me, November fifth, five thirty at night. It's it's sunset. It's like it's getting dark yeah. by six, so so a lot of these classes will be running kind of after dark, and and this being a night a night event. I love this man. This sounds like a blast. We'll have to follow up with how everything turned out. Yeah, it's a good time. We'll uh, we'll be posting pictures and stuff on our Facebook. Um, maybe not throughout the night because we'll all be pretty busy, but hopefully the next day or two after the event, we'd like to start posting pictures and videos of the races for people to see and. Uh, last year we had some drone footage, which is pretty cool. So if you get on our Facebook page, you can see all that. That is so. That sounds like so much fun. I'm I'm really excited for you guys. I hope the event goes off without a hitch. Best of luck to all the competitors out there. Uh, if you have any advice for somebody who is looking to get started with dirt drag racing or with sled pulling, uh, what kind of advice would you would you share with them, RJ? Um, I guess pick a vehicle that. Uh, kind of like sled pulling, pick a vehicle or a um, a platform you're comfortable with and uh, 
probably pick one that you know people have classes for you. There well, you go. Well said. Absolutely. Well, guys, for today, this has been Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Uh, this has been Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. Make sure to like and subscribe, and we'll talk to you again soon. I think the real privilege is having RJ admit that he listens to us yeah. weekly. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. We know. still have weekly listeners. How crazy is That's that? That's insane. <laughs>